Welcome to the Transfer Talks podcast. My name is Katherine Lawler. I serve as the Transfer Jacks Coordinator at Northern Arizona University, and I'll have my guests introduce themselves. Hi, everyone. I'm Tracy Gleason. I currently serve as the Director of the Office of Inclusion, Multicultural, and LGBTQIA services here at NAU. I'm originally from St. Michael's, Arizona, which is located on the Navajo Reservation, but I've lived a majority of my life in Flagstaff and have worked here at NAU for quite a number of years. I have a Bachelor's of Arts in Anthropology from Stanford University and a Master's in Administration in Organizational Leadership from here um, at NAU. Uh, when I was an undergrad, I spent a couple of years at my initial institution and had an opportunity to apply and get accepted to Stanford University. So after those, uh, that, those two years, I decided to transfer to Stanford. Well, as we begin, what have you enjoyed about the NEU environment as you've worked here? Well, as a, a staff member, I feel like what I really like about NEU is the people. So I believe our community is uh, pretty friendly and welcoming and open to others. In fact, um, a couple of years ago, I had a colleague from another higher education institution that was visiting and came to campus and I showed them around and we we're walking around campus. And one of the things she said to me after the tour that I did with her of campus, she, she said it was really neat because she, we ran into so many different people that I knew and that she actually knew a few people as we were walking through campus. And so she felt like even though the university can seem kind of large and big and expansive, especially given the distance from like North Campus to South Campus here at NEU, that it felt very intimate and friendly and open and welcoming. And so for, the, for me, it's just really kind of felt like home for the most part. Well, as we talk about your transfer experience, what was your initial experience during those first two years at your first institution? It was, um, it was okay, you know, in the sense that uh, when I was in high school, although I know I was a high achieving student, I didn't really know where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. Um, I was first generation, you know, one of the first in my family to go to college. And so it was really hard during that time to figure out where I belonged and where I wanted to be. So I kind of went with what was really the closest and the easiest um, thing for me to do. When I arrived at my initial institution, I felt a little out of place in a lot of ways. Uh, I had an older um, friend on campus who tried to show me around a little bit, show me how to do things, even simple things like this is how you use your meal plan and um, here is how you sign up for classes and that type of thing. But outside of like having those uh, small interactions with a few people that I knew, I felt really disconnected from the campus. I didn't really know a whole lot about the resources. I didn't have anybody like reaching out to me at that time. And so it really felt to me like I was really there to do one thing was to go to class, to do my coursework, to go, you know, take care of myself as best as I could and then go back to my room. And, you know, I didn't really know at that point in time about how to connect with community or how to get involved on campus. And I don't feel like in retrospect that I really had anybody reaching out to me. Well, when you think about transitioning to your new university during that first semester or so, what did you enjoy about that experience? Well, interestingly enough, you know, when I transferred to Stanford, I, uh, 
felt like I connected like right away immediately. And really what it came down to was that uh, there was a service office on campus. It was at the time when I was there called the American Indian Program Office. And being a um, woman of indigenous heritage, you know, I was identified as a member of the community to the administration that ran that office. And they had some initiatives that they um, coordinated out of their office where they try to connect with incoming students as, as quickly as possible. So even prior to arriving on campus and making that drive and trip out to California, you know, I had received phone calls, I had received letters. Um, I was invited to be a part of what they called the um, Native American orientation um, experience, which was a four day um, early orientation initiative at Stanford. So uh, got out there early before all the other new students um, showed up and met with a, a small community of other indigenous students that went to school there, mm -hmm. met the staff and faculty that were indigenous as well. And so like from the moment that I was on campus, I felt like I had a community. Um, one of my earliest memories that I think was always really impactful to me and was um, even when I was moving into my residence hall, as I was uh, walking up to, to the building, there was a table outside and there was staff that were at the table. And as soon as I walked up, they, were, they knew who I was. Mm -hmm. they, they, they knew I was Tracy and they, they greeted me as Tracy and they said, you know, welcome and here's all your information. And so they did the work like prior to my arrival to um, ensure that I was acknowledged and recognized and welcomed. And so immediately I felt, I felt comfortable and I found community. That sounds very inviting. Well, what is a piece of advice that you would like to give to incoming transfer students? Well, when I think about when I first went to college as an incoming freshman, again, for me as a first-gen student with not a whole lot of people in my family that could help guide my my transition into higher education, um, I felt very unsure of myself, right? And I didn't, again, I didn't know resources, I didn't know who to talk to. And so the biggest piece of advice that I would give to a transfer student is, although you've had that experience of um, starting at an institution, um, like my story, you know, your, your, your new institution could be very different. Um, look for those opportunities to connect with others, seek out the resources that are available to you. And if we even think about, you know, why we're even sitting here talking right now, like here at NAU, we have our Transfer and Online Connections office, which is, I think, very unique. And it's something that was very much needed here at NAU. And so it's a really great opportunity for uh, new transfer students to, again, find community. Like, how do you connect? How do you get involved? How do you get engaged? How do you find the people, your people, right? Mm -hmm. The people that are going to be there for you to ensure that you're um, successful and, and moving towards accomplishing your goals. So I think, I think that's really important. F try to find your place as quickly as possible. That makes sense to me. Even as a transfer student myself, I didn't have a department to go to to talk to specifically about my transfer experience other than that initial transfer credit process. So. All right. What types of programs or departments, people you want to give a shout out to really helped you through that transition to your new university? Like I mentioned already, you know, there was the um, American Indian Program Office at Stanford that reached out before I even arrived on campus. And so um, so it's offices like that, you know, that um, are really designed to serve 
I think, unique student populations, particularly underserved populations or underrepresented populations that I think can really make a huge difference in an individual's uh, transfer experience. And so, so it was definitely the American Indian Program Office. Um, like I said, when I walked up to my residence hall, they knew who I was. And it was a very different residential experience for me at my previous institution. I don't think I ever spoke to my RA, and I don't really feel like they ever knocked on my door um, to say hello or to check in outside of maybe the first floor meeting that you had when you first moved in, just so you learned all the rules and those types of things. And so the residential experience, um, living experience at Stanford, I think, was significant as well because it created a smaller pocket of individuals that you connected with pretty frequently on day to day, week to week, because they tried to create a very intimate experience. So outside of like how else you might get involved um, on campus, at least with your residential living experience, you had community and you had people and, and there was, a, in addition to resident assistance, there were community assistance individuals that were there to really serve as like what we would call peer mentors now um, to help you with your transition, to help you learn about the campus, to show you things that you might not have learned about when you were looking at the institution. And so, so those were two of the biggest, I think, um, uh, services or offices or initiatives at Stanford that really helped me connect. And then over time, it just seemed to, like a world of opportunities opened up over time. Great. Well. What do you think when it comes to your values and your various identities, um, how did that play into your decision-making process when you thought about your major and career? So I was definitely one of those individuals that kept changing my mind <laughs> in terms of like what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be and, and um, how I was gonna get there. And um, I'm gonna reference again, you know, that first generation identity, you know, not really having that family support or someone that, you know, paved the path before you to help you understand like how a major might connect to a career or how certain experiences you can have in college might help you develop the skills that could help you figure out, you know, what it is you wanna do and what you wanna be. Um, and so, as I continued, you know, that path of trying to figure out what it is that I want to do, um, I think the value that stood st stuck with me the most was really that that desire to help others and that desire to give back to others, that that um, desire to kind of reach behind me and pull others, you know, forward with me because there was so much that I felt that I learned in college in my higher education experience that I wanted to provide that for others. Um, interestingly enough, you know, when I was at Stanford, uh, I had an opportunity to get involved as, I guess, what we would say is a student leader and uh, in some level, uh, some capacity, I was asked to um, work with orientation at Stanford University. Um, at that point in time, it was a student-run initiative on campus, so they hired student coordinators, they would hire student staff, you know, to work with the orientation office to, to plan and coordinate the next year's orientation. So pretty quickly in that, after my first quarter at Stanford, um, I got connected with the director of the American Indian Program Office, and um, he really encouraged me to apply to be 
the Native American orientation student coordinator. Um, I mentioned how you know impactful that that particular event was for me or program was for me. So, so he encouraged me to apply to serve in that role. And I, I think luckily was hired because up to that point, I don't think I had had any real um, work experience outside of like working in the fast food um, industry or something like that. And so it was, again, it was that encouragement from somebody else, like somebody seeing something in you and saying, hey, here's this really great opportunity for you to engage with us in a different way um, to help you help others, right? And so I was able to be a part of the orientation um, experience at Stanford for my last two years there. Um, I got um, an office assistant position in the, in the in American Indian Program Office as well. And so I was working in the office environment. And it didn't really dawn on me at that point in time, like the impact and the influence of being a student worker on campus. Um, in terms of like how it was going to influence what I was going to do in the future. And so, so being a, a office assistant, being a student orientation coordinator, um, uh, living in a theme house, which is um, the Casa Zapata, the Mexican American theme house at Stanford, those experiences and um, actually really influenced me to think about how I could continue to do this work, you know, after I graduated. Um, I joke with like my kids and people that learn about the work that I do that I went to college and I never left. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I think about that too. It's like, wow, you know, I've been in a higher education environment since I was 18 years old in some fashion. Um, and I really believe that uh, the college environment, higher education, the work that we do in student affairs to support students, the Many, many, many opportunities are available for a um, college student to really learn, grow, identify, you know, their passions, their values, um, really think about who they are and, and, and make a plan forward is extremely important. And so um, that's really kind of what's brought me into this particular field. But back then, at that moment in time, I didn't know that, right. you know, when it came to um, getting close to graduation. I didn't have any real like prospects at that point in time. And I wasn't worried about it at the moment. Um, but it took probably, you know, after graduation, uh, half a year or so of me sort of just kind of trying to figure things out to get connected um, with a job opportunity at a, at a um, university in research. And, and that kind of like put me into um, working in the college environment sort of as an option, right? And then, and then it was really having an opportunity to step into student affairs that set my path. And that's kind of where I, that's where I am. And that's, that's what's really led me to my current role. So ultimately it comes down to wanting to help others and knowing and understanding the value of higher education and the significant impact it can have on an individual's um, life, future, um, how it can kind of just change the world type of thing. Um, particularly for first generation you know, college students, um, I think underrepresented student populations, it can be life changing. Absolutely. Well, this is our last fun question. So do you have a favorite place to eat in Flagstaff or favorite places? 
So I, I feel like I have many favorite places to eat in Flagstaff. Um, I, so, and it keeps changing. Uh, I think my current favorite place to eat is Kokyo um, over on San Francisco. So Korean food restaurant, that's one of my favorite places to eat at the moment that is somewhat affordable, uh, not too expensive. Um, and of course, you know, just really enjoying the, the various um, types of foods that you can find in Flagstaff, but I would say Kokyo. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. I really appreciate you being here on the Transfer Talks podcast. Thank you.